However you got here, you're currently listening to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Thanks for giving us a chance. If today's message speaks to you, encourages you, or just leaves you with questions, you can reach out to us at connect at perryhall.life. We're going to get right back in the book of James, and we're in James chapter 3. And uh, as you know, we've, we've been hitting a lot of stuff personally, and we're going to hit today something, a topic that affects every single person without a doubt. I know I kind of say that every Sunday, but this is really going to hit all of us. And it's really about the words we speak. And we all sometimes maybe talk a little too much or something like that, or maybe not talk enough. But, you know, talking about that, I wanted to, um, I had some stats. I said, let me just start out with some funny things. And these ain't really funny. I think they're funny, but they're kind of stats. And it says here that men speak about 20,000 words a day. Here we go. I heard that from somebody. I heard that, and I bet you came from a woman. You just used up some of yours. Women speak about 30,000. Men speak 20. Women speak 30. I'm shocked. I can't believe it. I can't can't believe that. Now, you know, stats are kind of crazy. You can find any stat that you want. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of different stats out there. But what I've seen that was a trend was that all the stats, I think all of them, was, I could say, always had women speaking more than men. No nudging, okay? No nudging. We're trying to, we're trying to be serious here. <laughs> so, so as I was putting this sermon together, I had two youth uh, in church at at that time. And they were ladies, Sarah and Raleigh. I don't know if they're around here somewhere. I'm not embarrassing them or anything like that. But I I like to, I test myself. And I said to them, this was, I don't know what day it was, this past week. I said, let me ask you girls something. I says, who do you think speaks more, men or women? And Raleigh, right out of the gate, I mean, right out of the gate, oh, women, no doubt. I mean, I didn't even get time to put the question mark on on my question. And there wasn't even, it wasn't even open for debate. She was very clear. Yes, yeah, so women, women speak more than men. Went, okay, I said, I felt good because it kind of like agreed with where I was going with this, you know? So then I said, let me ask you another question. I says, why is that? Why do women speak more than men? Sarah, right out of the gate, says, because we got to repeat ourselves all the time. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. I don't know if Sarah's around here somewhere or not. And she didn't give any time to answer. You know, I'm still saying the question. And these, these youngsters these days, they can just process it before you even get done there. So, uh, so I thought that was pretty good there. I mean, it seems like it was, I think it was very accurate coming from two youths there. You know, research shows that men only use half their brain. Not even finished here, okay? (laughs) Men only use half their brain to listen while women engage in both lobes. Thought that was kind of interesting. I'm not responding to some of these things here. I'm not going to respond to this one. (laughs) Listening to nagging or complaining for 30 minutes or more can cause damage to the part of your brain that handles problem-solving skills. 30 minutes of nagging or complaining. 
Okay, you get the point, all right? I'm not digging any deeper in this hole here. But words are powerful. That's what it's talking about. Words are powerful. They're very powerful. They build up and they tear down. Words can stay in your heart for a lifetime. I'll tell a quick story. I used to do a Bible study at Brightview many years ago, and I was teaching on this exact topic, your words you speak, out of James, where we're at as well. And it was a nice, you know, maybe 12, 15 seniors, and it was just a great teaching conversation. Afterwards, a man comes up to me with tears in his eyes. He said, when I was 15 years old, my dad said I wouldn't amount to anything. I said, Mr. Jim, how old are you? He says, I'm 87 years old. This guy had tears in his eyes. So make every effort to speak encouragement, godly words, especially parents, as we, we said in, in our little thing just then. Make sure you're saying encouraging, blessing words to your children. You know, if you're going to, you know, you're setting your trajectory, if you will, of your child's life by the words you're speaking. But there are some good words out there. I think of like, you know, you go back and like, I love you. Remember maybe the first time your spouse or before you were a spouse said, I love you. Even that word love, there's something about that word love. It's just almost like soothing. It's just really comfortable, you know. Or how about like, maybe not everybody heard this, but how about will you marry me? Can you remember them days? Will you marry me? I can remember the time Lisa got on her one knee and said, Dom, <laughs> Dom, will you marry me? It was so special. I keep it close to my heart. <laughs> yeah. How about I do? Some may say I wish I didn't, but how, how about I do? But how about I'm pregnant? I'm pregnant again. I'm pregnant again. How about that? That's special. But I'm going to tell you my favorite. I'm going to tell you my personal favorite. Dom, are you losing weight? <laughs> and it was funny. My sister came in and she walked in and said, Dom, are you losing weight? And I said, I'm going to, sh I'm going to share that little joke, you know, this morning. Ray, you're my favorite sister. I don't know how else to say it. You're my favorite sister. <laughs> okay, but anyway, God created the world by words. Just by words, he created the world. Jesus healed sick by just speaking it. Wars are started by words, and they're ended by words. Relations start, and relations end in words. Now, James is not telling us how to get saved He's telling the saved people how to speak. This is why I say it's covering all of us. This topic is going to cover every one of us. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to, we're going to have part two of this next week because there's so much to say. But one thing I see with James, he really calls out all of us about the words we speak. Every one of us. So let me just kind of pick it up here. And we're going to start at James 3, verse 1. We're going to hit five verses. And here's what he says. My brethren... Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall sh receive a stricter judgment. I take that verse very, very serious. I take that very serious when people come up here to speak. But I want to pass it on to us as well. There may be times in your life where you're sharing the gospel with someone. You're witnessing to them. 
okay? You're trying to teach them things of God. I want to say this. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Don't give people any type of false assurance like, oh, you're okay. God loves you. Just keep on, you know, say this prayer and do what you want to do. You're giving someone false assurance. And God warns us about that kind of stuff. Now, let me say something. Let me, let me keep going here. James 3, 2. He says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in words, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Now, if you remember last week, we were talking about James. And James, to me, sometimes can be very sarcastic. Just the way he presents things, you can look at it, you can say, what, you know, what, what is he saying? You know, if you don't stumble in words, well, you're, you're perfect. No, you're real perfect, you know. So, but he's making a point here. James is also including himself in the words that he speaks. And he says, you know what? We all stumble. We all make mistakes. There's so many times I wish that I wouldn't have said things that I said up here. I pay for it when I get home sometimes. <laughs> but the point really is we don't know. We, sometimes we all stumble. That's, we can understand that. But we don't, we don't want to kind of work that grace thing there. See, your mouth, your words will give yourself away whether it's good or bad, just listen to someone. And nowadays it's Facebook <laughs> or, or I should say, um, I should say, you know, technology and, and social media. People give their self away just by what they post on Facebook. But it's tough. David said this in Psalms 141. He says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. What is he saying here? It's saying what you think he's saying. Filter. Give me a filter here. Let me think before I speak. James talked about that before. Listen up. So many people, they don't have filters. They just, and they're proud of it. Hey, what comes out, comes out. That's who I am. You know, take it, take it as an even, whatever you want to do. There's just some type that's like, that's some type of badge or something like that. It is what it is. And that's who I am. But you see, we all need to be praying, God, be slow. Let us be slow to speak. Quick to listen. You know, quick to listen, but slow to speak. There's something in that. James talked about that earlier. James 3 3, it says this Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Hmm, that's interesting. One little thing contain, can turn that horse all around. A horse is between, an adult horse is between 1,000, 2,000 pounds, and a bit is about two pounds. The bit is that thing goes in the middle of the horse's mouth, and it's just moved by the, by the control of the guy on the horse. But he, James is making an example here. Let me just give another stat here, and I want to just keep going. The average weight of the adult tongue is about two and a half ounces. Keep that in mind as we keep going here. So James is using some really simple examples to give us understanding of the power of the words that we have. So he goes in and says this in James 3, 4. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. You get the point that's being echoed here by God? He's making it very simple. You have this 
ship. And who knows how big it is, but you got this little rudder. I don't know the ratio of, of size of the boat and size of the rudder, but the point is it's a little rudder and it's controlling the path of the ship. That little rudder is controlling the path of that ship. It's saying your tongue is controlling the path of your life. It really is. It's that plain. It's that simple. We see throughout scripture how, how uh, what comes out of our mouth is so important. It's powerful. It's powerful enough to change that direction of the ship, the rudder of the ship. Proverbs 18.21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What we say is important. What we say over our children is important. It's extremely important. You know, there are so many times that I hear people say countless times, oh, I just got a bad memory. I can't remember. You know, oh, I don't know. I can't remember this. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I hear people say, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid. And they're speaking all this stuff into their lives. And I want to say something really clear here. Listen to me on this point. Satan hears what you're saying. He hears what you're saying. Your body responds to your words. Your words can change your brain, literally. But your body responds to what you're saying. People will put a claim to a sickness or a disease. And I'm not putting a claim to it, but I'm going to use initials. Oh, my C, my, the big C they would call this, cancer. They take claim. They take ownership. My high blood pressure, my arthritis. I'm not taking any claim for myself. I'm just using it. You know, they take claim of it. They're speaking it. And it's like, okay, there's something that God is saying here. Speak life because that's going to change your, your body. It's going to change how you think. There's a lot there that we go to God and we say, God, help us with this. God, help. God is saying, look, I'm giving you the playbook. You just got to play by the rules here. Eternity is in the words that we speak. Salvation. You know, the only way to get to heaven is giving your heart to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're a sinner. You got to admit to your sinner. You got to receive him in. And typically we would do it in a prayer. We'll do it in a prayer afterwards. But that's the most important words that you will ever speak. But it's got to be deeper than that. We'll talk about that real briefly in a minute as well. Take a look at this next verse here. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. We'll be using this in our small group, on our group, anxiety group. But take notice, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. There's a path that takes place. And let me tell you something. There's a whole lot of sicknesses and diseases that are rooted in anxiety. But here's the point. That's, that's, that's for our Wednesday group. Here's the point. But a good word makes it glad. A good word. Man, that's powerful in the word. That's powerful to be able to say a word Speak something to somebody. It's powerful to be able to realize the power in what you say can bring health and life to people. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their need, 
that it may benefit those who listen. Now, remember something here. James is talking to the church. He's talking to Christians. He's, remember, James is the half-brother of Jesus. He's, he's sending this letter out to the 12 tribes that are dispersed from persecution and whatever else is going on, and they just need to know about life. They need to understand what life is all about and what God says. So he's saying right here, don't let any unwholesome thing come down. Now, we know what's unwholesome, cuss words. That's simple. But there's other unwholesome words that come out. You know, calling somebody a stupid idiot. You know, anybody drove down the street and passed you up and didn't let you in and you get all flustered. Christians shouldn't be talking that way. And if you do talk that way, I apologize for speeding past you like that. <laughs> but, but no unwholesome thing should come out of our mouth. Only what is, what is edifying, what is what, what God would be glorified, you know? You go home and talk to your wife and say, man, Pastor Dominic was really an idiot today, wasn't he? No, God hears that, you know? I hear it too when I get home. <laughs> okay, I'm joking, honey. Um, but yeah, uh, don't let any unwholesome word come out. And I keep going back on social media. Don't put any unwholesome words on social media, whatever it may be. Christian. I'm talking to the Christians, the unsaved, the people that are religious, they don't get it. They won't get it. They won't understand it, but they just want to, um, they just want to, you know, speak whatever they want to speak. But remember, we need God's help with our words. As I start winding down here, the problem with our words, Christian, is this. It's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. It's in your heart is the problem. Luke says it this way, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And I'll say this again, good or bad, good or bad. So when you hear somebody speaking, when you see somebody's social media that's got cuss words on it and got arrogant stuff on it, whatever, remember, that's what's in that person's heart. That's what that person's heart. And the, and the problem is, is Christians need to go to God. You know, we need to go to God. God created me a clean heart. You know, I'm, I got to work through this stuff here. Not just, oh, that's the way I am. And I'm just putting it out there. Love me or not. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this here. And there's the problem. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is why parents, it's important to be molding your children while they are moldable. They're not going to be moldable in a couple years. I mean, in, you know, whatever, teenage years or whatever it may be. And it's going to be nobody's fault, but your fault. Don't say, well, I'm going to leave it up. My kids they are going to get to a certain age. I want them to make the decision. Yeah, you do want them to make the decision, but you got to make sure you're molding them. You got to make sure you're, you're doing the process that you're supposed to be doing, raising up a child in the way it goes just like we had the, the baby dedications. The parents are dedicating their self to God. So I close with this here. How are you using the power of your words? How are you using it? Are you using it to speak life to your body, to your physical being, to your mind, to your family, to your children, to your finances, to your job? The list goes on and on. Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Woe is me. I'm sick. 
I'm going to continue to be sick. I learned this lesson many years ago. We're going to wind down. We can stand up at this point. I learned this lesson many years ago, and I've never done it again. I've probably shared this story a few times. I spoke a sickness into my body. I was perfectly healthy, and I spoke a sickness, and I was sick as a dog. And it was, it was, it was interesting because uh, I don't want to explain the whole thing. But I'm going to say I spoke a sickness into my body. I'm speaking life into my body right now. Every day I'm reading a declaration, a declaration that's speaking to my spirit, speaking to my immune system. If anybody wants a declaration, it's really cool. I'll email me and I'll email it to you. It comes from a, a great um, man of God from yesteryear. And it's just speaking to your immune system, all good stuff. And that's what we need to say. Speak good stuff. Speak good stuff to your children. Speak life to your children. Make it count. Prayer team is up here in a moment when we start winding down here. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, get up to the prayer team. Make it happen. Them words are be the most important words that you will ever speak, that you will ever pray. Amen. Psalm 19:14 says this, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, or my rock, what that means. So Lord, everything I speak, everything I speak, whether it's here, whether it's home, whether it's even in my mind, Lord, I pray that that is acceptable to you in your heart. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the babies that got, the children that got dedicated today. I thank you for the parents that dedicated their self into raising their children in the ways of God. Bless them, we pray. Strengthen to these families in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for this word on, on our words, Lord. Father, that would just get into us like never before. Father, we'd be conscious of what we post, what we say, what we do. Lord, but we'll be conscious and realize there's power in our words. There's power in our words. And Lord, we thank you for giving us that power. And Lord, you say life and death is in the power of the tongue. Lord, I speak life in Jesus' name over this church, over my family, over myself. I speak life in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for so many blessings. But most of all, we do thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for giving the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast a chance. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and if you want to know more, we've got everything you need at perryhall.life.